Welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold, the sports car market podcast. Market experts and car friends for over 30 years, Keith Martin and Mark Green have come together through their mutual love for collector cars. Keith and Mark will take you on a ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so that you know when to make your own decisions to buy, sell, or hold. Hello, I'm Mark Green from the Cars Yow podcast. And I'm Keith Martin from Sports Car Market Magazine. Welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold, what we like to call around here the essence of collecting. And this is show number nine. Keith, how is your day going? Boy, my day is going fantastic. From start to finish, it's been 100 miles an hour, which is just the way I like it. Okay, I have to ask, have you been going 100 miles an hour in that Volvo? Don't tell me you have been. Uh, 63. Okay, there you go. But it feels like 100. Yeah, well, that's the fun thing about uh, older cars like that. They always feel a lot faster, that's for sure. Well, today we're going to have a little bit of fun. Our guest today is from Bonhams. His name is Jacob. We'll introduce him in in a few minutes. But I wanted to touch base with Keith on this whole idea of auctions because auctions are very unique. And if you've never been to an auction, you absolutely have to go. Sports car market, of course, is the king of covering auctions. You send people all over the world. You go all over the world to cover auctions. And I'll tell you a quick story before I let you jump in here. I took my wife and my daughter, my son, to auctions during car week several years ago down at Pebble. Uh, My wife and daughter really aren't into cars. They kind of went begrudgingly, their eyes rolling. By the end of the evening, they did not want to go home. They were having so much fun. So what is it about auctions that are so much fun? Well, Mark, I've always loved auctions. You know, I have a theatrical background. I went to Juilliard and I was a ballet dancer. Auctions are pure theatrical events that happen in live time. You Right before you, you see two bidders. You see a seller. The bidder says, you know, I'll pay 150000 and the seller wants more, and the ring man asks you to raise your bid. And you have seconds to decide. You don't call a consultant. You don't look it up on Wikipedia. Right at that minute, you're at 150. Are you going to go to 160? I need to know right now. You're at 150. Do you want to go to 160? Sir, do you want the car? <laughs> what a great thing to be. You're watching this guy. And I've been in that position where you think, all right, right. My limit is 55. My limit, I'm not going to dime over 55. Well, maybe not over 56. Well, maybe not over, you know, and because you want the car, you want it so badly. And you're in a room full of people where buying the car is okay. Yes. Right? You're you're in a room full of enablers. Yes. Yeah, it's a drug. That's why they serve drinks at those events. Well, you know what? I I love it when the ringman comes up to you and says, sir, we just need another $1,000. Now, you're you're at 150000 on the car, right? He says, you've come this far with me, just another 1000 Well, it's not another 1000 It's 151000 But he's your best friend. Of course he is. Keith. Keith, you know you want this car. You wouldn't be standing here if you didn't want this car. What's a thousand dollars? Are you going to lose this car for a thousand? It's not a thousand, Mark. It's a hundred. It's a hundred fifty-one thousand. Yeah. Oh, he's, you know, oh he's your yeah. Best friend. Yeah. And and if you decide not to bid, he's not your best friend anymore. He goes to the other guy. Oh no, he drops you like a rock. I you know, know. <laughs> yeah, very quickly, a very hot rock for sure. Well, let me ask you this, Keith. I mean, you've been to many auctions. You've bought cars at auctions. You've sold cars at auctions. If you could offer our listeners one or two very important pieces of advice, if they're going to go to an auction and they see that car they can't live without, what do they need to be armed with to arrive safe and sound and get home safe and sound? 
first of all, I break all my own rules, right? <laughs> You're the wrong I mean, guy so, to ask. <laughs> but the what you sh- what you should do usually at every auction there are around any given car there are a bunch of people who know a lot about that kind of car and get into a conversation with them say do you know something about this car anything I should know about it know the history of it I mean I'm an expert on fifty seven or eight to sixty seven alphas four cylinder alphas those cars I know really well. When I step outside of that, I'm a fool. <laughs> you know, I, Pierre Hadari, who has been on your show, is a Mercedes expert. I, there was this 220S for sale on Craigslist. I sent him a picture. I said, Pierre, how awesome is this car? Original paint, manual transmission. And he said, Keith, if I met the owner of that car, I'd punch him in the face for all the crap he's done to him. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the key. You got to have an expert. Well, and I wouldn't have known. To me, yeah. it looks awesome. Yeah. If it was an alpha, I could have pointed out all the things that were wrong. You need to find somebody who lives and breathes that mark, and they'll be standing around that car because each car at an auction is a magnet. Absolutely. Well, there you go, listeners. Uh, you know, go to an auction, enjoy an auction. Uh, if you want to get a precursor, you got to subscribe to Sports Car Market because they cover every auction. I think it's great, and I love the little write-ups. They're very short, succinct. They're very clear. I learn a lot from those from all your folks you send all over the world to uh, teach you things. One of the things I saw in the most recent Sports Car Market magazine was a, a hot rod that was for sale, kind of a sedanish hot rod. I forget the car, what it was, but the, the report was saying, no wonder it didn't get your price. The owner locked it up and walked away. He didn't even stay around the car during the workup period so people could come up and ask him questions. The windows were t- tinted. They couldn't even see inside. So uh, there you go. There's a couple tips for you listeners today. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to talk with Jacob. He's going to be here from Bonham's Greeson. Jacob is an expert in his field. But first, a little special offer from Keith's team at Sports Car Market. We'll be right back. Mark Green here. I have subscribed to Sports Car Market magazine for decades. While I've dropped most of my other car magazine subscriptions, Sports Car Market is the one I'll never let go. It's a hold. Getting it monthly in my mailbox brings a huge smile to my face. Sports Car Market Magazine is filled with great articles and market updates on collector car values. It's a virtual treasure trove of value. Even the advertisements are fun to watch. Boy, I've got a deal for you. You're going to get $10 off your print subscription simply by using the code BSH on their website. Go to sportscarmarket.com BSH, use the code BSH, and get 10 bucks off your print subscription of Sports Car Market Magazine. That's a deal. That's code BSH at sportscarmarket.com slash BSH and get $10 off your print subscription today. All right, Keith, we have a very special guest today, don't we? We certainly do. It's uh, my good friend, Jacob Grison from Bonhams. Bonhams, yes. Jacob Grison is the Bonhams vice president, head of their U.S. motoring and a collector motor car specialist. Bonhams is a British auction house that was founded way back in 1793. It is one of the world's oldest and largest auctioneers known internationally for fine art, antiques, jewelry, automobilia, motorcycles, and of course, fine motor cars. The auctions are held in conjunction with some of the world's most renowned global motoring events, including the Quail, Goodwood Revival, and many, many others. Jacob holds membership in numerous motoring clubs and is an avid enthusiast and collector of motor cars and motorcycles. So, Jacob, welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold. How are you today, my friend? Thank you both. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm excited to be on your show here. 
And Jacob, we're glad to have you here on Buy, Sell, Hold. I'm going to ask you a question here. I'm going to ask you to describe the collector car market in one word. But, you know, I'd like you to use a one word for the American collector car market. And since Bonhams is, uh, you know, headquartered in Europe, give us one word for the European collector car market. So if you were to pick one word for the American car market, what would it be and why? And one word for the European car market, and what would it be and why? I would say that the market today is driven by collectors. So one word is, is tough, but collector-driven. <laughs> you know, we, yep. we, we see... Cars bought by true enthusiastic car collectors, of which there's probably more than there's ever been. You know, if you look at all the events and the the tours and the concours, and and you know, there, there's such great attendance. And you know, collecting cars is really a it, it's a it's a broad hobby these days with with you know people from all walks of life who who participate. And um, you know, it's it's cool to collect cars. You open up Vogue, they're standing by an old E-type. And I would say that that's really the core buying force these days is, is collectors um, with bonds. We, we deal with them from all over the world that, that just have a passion for old cars and they buy what they like, um, not as much with an investment sort of mindset, but they buy really, you know, what they what they want to own and have in their garage. Do you see much difference between the American market and the European market? I would say generally a, a European or UK collector um, appreciates the sort of the history and the, you know, a, a, some nice patina and some, some, some history in old cars. Like if you buy an old piece of furniture, if it's all restored and, and brand new, it's actually not as collectible in, in, in that market or like a vintage watch if it's had a new face or something like that it's, it's it's sort of tarnished a bit and i would say in europe they tend to appreciate original cars you know truly unrestored cars more over over restored cars where in america um a a, a perfectly restored cars uh, car which, which can of course have have as much you know good history and be it as an authentic as example just haven't been refurbished, um, but I would say that's the two the two sort of things that really um, split up the, the the buyers there. And there there are certainly some brands that are recently in Paris sold a wonderfully original Invicta, low chassis Invicta, which was sort of much like a W Bentley from the late twenties. That was Germans and British collectors that were buying that. There are certainly some cars that are, that are more appealing to a European market where there's other cars, you know, like a, like a Duesenberg um, or a good American classic that is, you know, muscle cars are bought by, by mostly Americans. But then again, like in Sweden, they probably have one of the biggest collector car markets, or sorry, muscle car markets. And we had an auction in Denmark where we sold um, a great collection of American classics and, and a lot of it stayed in, in, in Europe, actually. Jacob, today we're going to talk about three vehicles in your life, one you've purchased, one you've sold, and one that you would never let go of. Let's start with the memorable buy, the make and model of a vehicle that was very special to you, and you will always remember the purchase process. Was it simple, complicated, and how long did you chase this car for? Well, since I'm I'm in the auction business working for Bonhams, I um, will call the buy a consignment. I hope I hope that's all right. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of years back, I went to Guatemala to consign a collection of Group B rally cars. 
I'm I'm born in the eighties myself and, and, and have a great passion for the group B cars. And there in, in Guatemala City, it, it was a well known collector that had passed away and I was working with the um the daughter and, and the widow and um we had eight uh, different group B cars, many of them which this gentleman had bought brand new. So there was, you know, photos of him at Fiat buying an S4 brand new and he had a, a Sport Quattro, Chauve Sport Quattro, which he picked up in Ingolstadt at the, at the, at the factory. And, um, you know, getting that deal put together and then getting all the cars out of Guatemala into containers where we had, you know, full security with, with machine guns and you name it, um, oh out of the port and into, into Los Angeles to then photograph them all and get them cataloged and everything researched and then ultimately we sold them for, for an auction house when buyer especially seller and buyer are, are happy with the results and everything um you know we call it a success, success especially if we can make a little money in the in the meantime and that was that was really a great success and you know there there were such original cars that hadn't been they didn't have race history, but they were just kept original with all the original paperwork and accessories and things. And that that was really a, a very memorable consignment to, to, to how handle did you that. Hear about, how did you hear about these cars in the first place? It, it was uh, word of mouth. Uh, a mutual friend between the family and myself you know, said, can you go down there and look at them and evaluate them and, and sort of put a proposal together? You know, it's a lot about relationships when you work in the in the collector car business as a general and you know even though bonhams we, we we run a lot of ads and i would say most people know who we are it's still a lot about your reputation as the auction house and as the individual and, and, and sort of getting in front of those those cars you know is it a challenge when you're working with a family who perhaps they didn't have the passion for the cars as the collector did but you're there to help make sure their estate gets the most obviously they can because that's what they're doing to liquidate but is it a challenge at all working with families like that oh it, it, it certainly can be you know there, there are many times a lot of emotions involved and um their significant other or, or their father or mother have had collected these cars and it's a lot about making sure everything is 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 right and everything is how they would like it to unfold and and yeah it, it can be very emotional for for the sellers, that that's for sure. Jacob, you talked about the personal relationship, and Bonhams has been a sponsor of the SCM 1000 Tour, and you've been on the events. And when I see you there, and you're talking to the other collectors, what I see is you're making personal relationships with all the other people who are there. They're seeing you that you're you're from Bonhams, but you're a car guy, and they're car people, and that gives you a way to have a an immediate discussion. Absolutely. I mean, we we all share the same passion. I grew up with cars. Uh, I never even dreamt of, of working with collector cars. It was really, it was, you know, I, w- I went on a, um, I had a one-way trip to America and started from, from the bottom and met the right people. Um, but it's, it's, it is truly a passion for me. And you're right. When, when you're out on rallies and you always have something in common that you can talk about, you know? So, Jacob, let's talk about a significant vehicle that you've owned and sold. This is the sold car, the part of buy, sell, hold. A vehicle that was really special for you, but you decided to let it go. Talk about what that was, why you decided to let it go. Um, did you get the price you wanted? And looking back, 
Are you a little sorry that you did let it go? And again, as an auction guy, I will. I hope it's okay that I will include a car that that we sold at Bonhams. I've sold sure. over a thousand cars at, at auction okay. over the years, or worked worked in the auction business for about fifteen years. One that really comes to mind is, is last year at our Coil Lodge auction, we sold a nineteen fifty two Ferrari, a, a custom bodied three forty America coach work by Vignale, but with a lot of really neat details. Really, a truly one off. And we sold that for the daughter of the gentleman who bought it in 1965. She had had the car all these years. And um, the memorable sale of it was simply that we had so much interest in it and, and really strong bidding in the end between two European bidders. That was just where, you know, the seller was extremely happy. The buyer really found something that he, he couldn't buy at any given auction. And, and that was a memorable sale. Every, everybody was happy and it was a, it was a great result. Do you think the family was sorry the car went away, got sold? Absolutely. They were absolutely sorry, but but it was time it was time to move on. They they wouldn't they they weren't enjoying it as much as as as, um, as her father enjoyed it and I think it was um you know it was time to move on and for that, you know, this car sold for several million dollars and you know you you can also do a lot of other things with with that kind of money, you know. Right. Sure. Jacob, we were going to just talk about next. Uh, Mark will ask you about a, a vehicle that you don't think a collector will ever let go of. You know all these collectors. Are there? Well, are there well, collect- I have. I have actually my own car, my MGA. Yeah, I will never let go. So I would love to mention that. That okay. you know, you know, uh, Jacob. I love that MGA. When I was sixteen, I had a fifty-eight MGA. I had long hair, and I decided I would drive my MGA from San Francisco to the Chicago National Convention. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, like a great idea. How well, far did you get? How far did you get? Oh. Which, which, which leg? <laughs> which leg? <yeah. laughs> uh, I had rebuilt the engine myself, reading a Chilton's manual. I got as far as Twin Falls, Idaho, before a rod went out through the side of the block, which... Oh. That that slowed me down. That kind of yeah. <laughs> and then Kremlin, Colorado, the radiator uh, or the water pump went bad, and the fan went through the radiator. And then Gosh. Roosevelt, Utah, the generator pulley uh, shattered and destroyed itself. Uh, mm. So we got we got halfway to Chicago. But I have always loved MGAs. I think they're so incredibly beautiful. The line of those, the fender line, and, and such a transition from the TF. So every time I see Correct. you in that car with this little Brooklyn's windscreens, you, it makes me happy. Tell us about that yeah. car in your life. <laughs> well, let's do this because we're going to take a short break. Uh, I'm the guy that kind of keeps the policing here. We've got a sponsor for the show because, Keith, we got to make a few dollars here to make this keep going. But we also have a special offer from your team there at uh, Sports Car Market. So let's take a short break. And before we do, I'm going to let you know. Well, no, I'll wait until we come back and tell you a little secret here, Jacob. We'll be right back. I've been subscribing to Sports Car Market Magazine for decades, and it shows up like clockwork in my mailbox every month. But what about when I'm on the road? Did you know that digital subscriptions to Sports Car Market are just $2.50 a month when you sign up with the promo code DIGITAL50? That's less than a cup of coffee. You get 50% off regular price just for listening here to Buy, Sell, Hold. Plus, digital subscribers receive instant access to a year's worth of back issues 
and the exclusive Insider's Guide, including the 2020 Insider's Guide to the beautiful Amelia Island Concourse and all the spring auctions as well. No more boredom while sitting at the airport or on your flight. To get your Sports Car Market digital subscription at this discount, go to sportscarmarket.com slash digital50. Your order will automatically get you the 50% off. What a deal. Go and sign up today at sportscarmarket.com slash digital50. All right, we're back, and I promised you a little secret, Jacob. The first sports car I ever rode in when I was less than one year old was an MGA. So tell us about the vehicle that you'll never let go and maybe share some great memories you have about that special MGA. Definitely. Yeah, my MGA, I bought it with help from my parents in in, in boxes needing a full restoration in Denmark, where I grew up. We we bought it in, in, in Washington State, actually. I was 14 years old. It arrived and needed everything, and I spent about five years restoring it. And that is really the car that that sort of got me interested in in collector cars. When I finished it, I moved to America and, and met a wonderful man, Chuck Spielman, who hired me to to work in his collection. And eventually, I shipped the car over here. So I have that car. I've had it for yeah some 25 years now. And wow. um, it, it's a wise man once told me, "Don't ever fall in love with an old car. It's not going to love you back." But I actually do. It, it does. I think it does love me back a little bit. I'm going to take you back in time for a second here, Jacob. The first time. You finished the restoration, you got in the car, and you went for a drive. Do you remember that moment? I remember it crystal clear. It was Easter, and it didn't have a windshield yet, but it was the first drive from from my dad's garage up to our house. And um, I remember I was wearing these Elvis glasses. I'm a big Elvis fan. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, I probably worked all night to finish. I was putting the interior in and the first drive, it had basically sat at, at the garage there for five years, and, and that I have a picture of it as well. It was uh, very, very memorable. Um, but since then, I've had many other great times with the car. Uh, my colleagues and I often take it on, on, on rallies, the, the SCM 1000. We've done both of them, and um, I hear this this year it's, it's it's British car, so it will be a be a shoe in, I guess. Um, but we've taken it on the Copper State. Um, we've taken it on the California Melee. One memorable thing was um, one year on the Copper State, the engine gave out on um, the morning of the second day. And uh, with help from my colleagues, we located an engine uh, at the lo- local MG, uh, from a, a member of the local MG car club. And we, um, yeah, we swapped the engine overnight <laughs> in the Ritz Carlton parking lot there. That was wow. that was fun. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I really hoped there wouldn't be an offer, you know, ridiculously high where I would take it. I really and and I I really don't think there will be. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I think go. it means more to me than anybody else. Of course. So I've got a question for you, Jacob. Here's a car that you don't own. Mm-hmm. What would you, your idea of the perfect all-around collector car? Not the most expensive, not the most exotic, but the one that you could really use that ticks all the boxes, and you think you'd say, "I can hardly wait to get in this car and head out on the road." What car would that be? For me, it's it's really the, um, the the cars that excites me the most. They're sort of mid to late fifties sports racing cars. Right right before you know a race car became a race car for for a racetrack, and, and a street car was you know for driving on the road. So a car like a three hundred S Maserati or D Type or something along those those lines. That that's really what I am most excited about. Those cars have what I think are the most 
the, the three sort of qualities that a collector car should have or attributes, engineering, history, and aesthetics. You know, they're, they're very potent machines with independent suspension, big big brakes, and, and beautiful engineering. Sorry, that, that's the engineering. Beautiful styling, um, often, you know, Italian coach builders who, who just really got it right in those years. And history, you know, these cars were, were made to run races at Le Mans and Sebring and, and things like that. And probably the, the most exciting thing to me is, is how they drive. I'm very fortunate. A good friend of mine has a 200SI Maserati, which is the little brother of the of the 300S. And we drove that on the Mille Miglia in Italy last year, and we've driven on the Colorado Grand several times. And it's a car that it beats you up and you're exhausted, but you're never bored or tired. You're just like having a, you, you think you're Phil Hill or Sir Sterling Moss in that car. Even though you aren't, but it's just uh, the driving experience. And when you get out of the car, you, you fuel up and you look at it from the outside. It's just, it's really just a beautiful, great all around machine. So that's the personal side. Jacob, let's go back to the business side with Bonhams. How has the market today affected the way that Bonhams is doing business and approaching the collector car market? I would say, um, as, as we started on, started talking about early on in, in, in this interview that it, it's really collectors that are buying the right cars. And we have to do our research. We really have to know what we're offering. Um, it's important that you have the best of the best um, in any sort of category of car. Nobody really needs these old cars. They, they love them and they like them and they, they, they want them, but they, they want the right cars. And I think it's always important to remember you know, a collector car has to be collectible. The, the difference between a used car, you know, an old used car of, of some sort and, and a collectible car, that difference is important to always remember. You know, there should be a reason why you buy these these old cars. And, and again, the difference between something that you're passionate about and is collectible um, versus something that isn't, it, it's a fine line, you know? Absolutely. Well, Jacob, you know, we knew this would be fun with you and uh, the history behind Bonhams and what you guys do is absolutely fantastic. We always do a little pre-show chat and today's before you call in and today's was all about auctions, the excitement in auctions. If you've never been to an auction, you really need to go because it, it's a whole different experience. As Keith put it, it's theater and uh, it's a very fun theater. Before we let you go today, I wondered if you would offer our listeners one little piece of wisdom or guidance when it comes to buying, holding, or selling a collector vehicle. I would say, General, you, you should buy what, what you like. You know, buy what, what, what excites you and what you, what you can't live without. That's the course you should buy. Um, as we talked about earlier, if a collector car has the, the aesthetics, the engineering, and the history, and I would say generally the cars that, that sort of hold their value, in my opinion, will, will always be valuable is, is the cars that really made a mark on their generation or specific era they were built in. Could be a Mercer race about from, from the, the mid teens. It could be a Duesenberg. Could be a, like a 300S Maserati, like we talked about. Could be a McLaren F1. Could be a 240Z. Those cars that are so iconic that if you ask, a non-car guy or girl walking down the street, you show a photo, and they will they will not. They have seen something like it. That's oftentimes the cars that you know will be remembered. Car collecting it, it's a lot of romance, and 
It's certainly, you know, why is the Cal Spider worth so much or 250 GTO? Well, it, it's the engineering, the history, and the aesthetics, but also a bit of romance and, and um, sort of what that car did on, on the era it was built. I think that's that's key elements. And I believe cars, even from from the first, you know, 18, late 1800s, will, will always be collectible. It's the same thing if you walk into the Louvre. Those pieces were made several centuries ago. I don't think they'll just be forgotten, you know, in a, in a new generation. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Bonhams and what you do? Well, we have five annual collector car auctions and, and two collector car motorcycle auctions in the U.S. alone. Uh, worldwide, we have about 18 um, bonhams.com forward slash motors. The site where you can see all the different cars we're offering and, and, and upcoming cons- uh, upcoming auctions and all of that. Personally, I'm on Instagram, Jacob Grison. I think it's just at Jacob Grison. I believe there that's it. Go. I'll remind our listeners there, you can find all these great links that Jacob has shared with us today. I would encourage you, if you've never been to the website, Bonhams, you're going to have a lot of fun there. And pour yourself a long drink because you're going to be there a while. Not only their motor cars department there, but all the other things that Bonham sells. It's fascinating. You learn so much about history. And for those of you listeners who uh, missed my talk with Jacob on Cars Yeah, Jacob, you were a guest back uh, July of 2016, I think, uh, guest number 552 to be exact. So you can find that on the Cars Yeah website. Jacob, thanks for taking some time out of today to talk with us about the market, about buying, selling, and holding. This has been great fun. Same here. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And, and uh, thank you uh, to you, Mark, and to you, Keith. And Jacob, I look forward to seeing you uh, in the near future. I hope so. Amelia Island. There you That's go. That's right. Absolutely. Take care. Good night. Good night. Hey, Mark Green here. If you love the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast, you'll want to listen to my Cars Yeah podcast where over five years I've interviewed over 1,475 inspiring automotive enthusiasts. You'll have free access to my guest shows five days a week. These are amazing people who share their world around cars, trucks, and motorcycles. I take a deep dive into their businesses, and they share with you how they've wrapped their passion for vehicles into their lives. Plus, go to the CarsYeah.com website and hit the free book button, and I'll email you my free filler-up book. It's an ebook filled with beautiful fuel filler fun and inspiring quotes from my past guests. Once subscribed, you'll get my weekly blog as well. You can find all the Cars yeah shows on CarsYeah.com or on any mobile device using your podcast app. Just search for Cars yeah Podcast and subscribe today. That way you'll get both Buy, Sell, Hold with Keith and me and the Cars yeah Podcast delivered right to your mobile device or your computer. Thanks for listening. We hope you have shed some light today on the collector car market. You can listen to all the Buy, Sell, Hold podcasts at sportscarmarket.com and carsyeah.com. You'll find hundreds of inspiring automotive enthusiasts on the Cars Yeah website as well. Be sure to log into sportscarmarket.com and subscribe to Keith's SCM weekly newsletter. You'll find digital issues, insider event guides, and price guides, along with our platinum database, column profiles, classifieds, and many other resources. Join Keith and Mark next week to hear from another automotive industry leader who will help you determine when to buy, sell, or hold. 